Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Ceasefire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 472, and today we'll be talking about Simon Petrikov from Adventure Time, Fiona and Cake. I'm GC13. And I'm David. I am so, so glad you warned me about how depressing this episode starts off, but also that you uh, counseled me that it will get better, because it definitely did. <laughs> yeah, would you say the turnaround point for you was when we finally see Finn again in the bar? Yeah, yeah, Finn was where it started to get better, but I don't know, there was something about Finn's terrible but earnest attempts to shake Simon out of his uh, depression that uh, was heartwarming. <laughs> it was, even when, you know, we got our first real taste of what violence in uh, in this new, more adult Adventure Time universe looks like with Finn. You know, committing some pretty brutal kills on his <laughs> on the monsters that appear in the woods. I was straight up impressed by the way he handled that bear. Right? Yeah. No, this guy it doesn't he doesn't have his magic stretchy partner anymore, but he is a totally competent adventurer. He always has been, but you know he doesn't have the grass sword either. Right? This is just Finn on his own with a mechanical arm. Uh, he's obviously like three times or four times his original size. We'll we'll never quite know what <laughs> futuristic puberty he went through. Uh, and he certainly doesn't get his size from his dad, but... <laughs> he has become level 100 KO from the end of OKKO. OK <laughs> With just exercise, hopefully, not candy steroids, I hope. Do they even have steroids in the candy kingdom? Sounds like the kind of thing that would be banned. <laughs> Uh, I feel like the future humans have, uh, well, they, they at least have very interesting ways of dressing. I don't know if they're doing actual body modification or not. I'm, I can't remember from the, it's been so long since I saw islands now, like if there were ever other human experiments. I remember that there were a bunch of hybrids, but not human hybrids. Anyway, Finn's fine. <laughs> he's, he's, he's putting in hard work the honest way. Simon is definitely not okay, though. He lives such a... I can't blame him for being depressed, to be honest. Forget about Betty, he has an awful job. I can understand why Fiona is so desperate to quit every job she comes into if this is the job that he has to deal with. Pretty sure self-created, though, right? Like, how did he get into this role? It seems like there happened to be a part of the floating human island that has you know exhibits for different periods in time but this feels like the kind of thing that simon signed up for in hopes that he would be able to try to go back to his regular life and feel some sense of normalcy which he's clearly that's the thing he's struggling with he doesn't have betty so does he have his old life well this job no it doesn't really give him that and you know he's unfortunately got a bunch of people in the candy kingdom and in the human city who are aware of his work as Ice King writing the Fiona and Cake series, which is just doubly traumatic because now he's being reminded that wasn't it better to be, you know, basically another person and mentally tortured for so long? And he's like, no, but also now isn't better either. So what the heck is wrong with me? And I, I, I'm so glad that we are, even if it's sad, we're getting all this characterization of Simon now because. For all the times we saw him in Adventure Time, we just don't know that much about him. Even his relationship with Marceline, even his relationship with Betty, it's not enough. (laughs) It's like he's just some guy who 
went after some artifacts and became the Ice King. And, you know, he's really defined by other people in Adventure Time. Just his relationship to other people and his relationship to being the Ice King. This is now, I guess, where he also gets to find out who he's going to be in this world. And, you know, the first time I saw this episode, I think I was really in uh, Simon's headspace more. Like, I too felt along with him. Yeah, man, there's nothing for you in this world. This world is so different. You have nothing now. And I, I felt the depression and the sadness. But on the second watch, I was thinking, you know, Simon, get your head out. <laughs> like, look around you. You can do anything in this world. Yes, you also exactly. have people who like you a lot. Like, if you let yourself be more vulnerable, which I'm not sure why you won't be at this point other than, you know, yeah, depression's, you know, a thing that clouds your mind. To I, I said that Finn was awful at helping people, but his treatment did almost work. He tried to reach out to Marcy, except she was just in such a, a noisy environment where she was already wrapped up in the fun she was having. There was absolutely no chance she was going to hear how desperately he needed to connect with her at that time, even though she did express honestly that she does want to hang with him. Yeah, it's so unfortunate because Marceline's going to live forever. So she has all the time in the world to spend with Simon, who should feel no guilt about, you know, calling her up. God, that was a nice scene too, wasn't it? To just see Marceline and Princess Bubblegum <laughs> just trying, trying both to and failing tattoos. so hard to get tattoos. Ugh. But they were failing funnily, and that's what was mattering. Well, yeah, and the tattoo artist just shaking his fists. It's like, bro, <laughs> don't you think you'd give up the first time? But whatever. Some people are dedicated to their craft. He has professional pride to consider, David. <laughs> I, again, Finn is just amazing. I, I will give props to Simon for being willing to pick that dagger up and swing it, even if he was not willing to get close enough to put himself in danger or the bear in danger. He he really tried his best and he got to show Finn, you know, his secret to making cowboy coffee. And Finn finally found out what cowboy tastes like. <laughs> I think that joke went a little over my head. Like, other than just him interpreting the coffee's name literally. I'm like, is there a suggestive joke in here I'm missing? I don't know. But maybe I don't need it explained to me. <laughs> no, I, I think it was just Finn misunderstanding the name. When I heard it the first time, I thought he said that's what cuppa tastes like. It's like he's never tasted coffee before. But <laughs> the cowboy joke makes much more sense. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, Simon, you know, he's trying. He Even though he initially thinks this trip is kind of a joke, like he really is giving it his best effort. And it does show that he, you know, has some you know relationship where he trusts finn more he's clearly more willing to talk to finn than the other people in the bar <laughs> and so for that i i wish finn was more mature <laughs> and i i do wonder what his relationship with finn could be like in the future it's funny that we've already seen the end of finn's life because it, it kind of colors how i think of finn so much now and i wonder if he does have some kind of character growth, even if he's stuck on Jake, is he always this sort of carefree adventurer his whole life? And does he ever <laughs> have some lucid moments? He dies like he lived, a crazed adventurer. <laughs> it seems like he, yeah, he stays potentially pretty committed to that. But I, I hope him and Simon can have more. And if not, you know, hopefully Simon can 
connect with Marceline this season and, well, whatever he's going to do with Fiona and Cake, <laughs> who's <laughs> something else. Finn uh, is definitely not handling the loss of Jake well, even even this long after it, because with the whole, oh, bad stuff, don't think about bad stuff. Yep, <laughs> that's the mindset, isn't it? it? At least he reaches out, though, to Jake's kids, right? Like, in one sense, maybe you could say it's unhealthy, but in another sense, it's nice. Like, it's nice that TV comes and hangs out. I mean, he is their uncle, so. Well, yeah, maybe there's a level of obligation there, too. So, you know, they gotta be there for each other. But yeah, it's it's nice. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm I a little disturbed that Rupier Guy found Ice King to be one of his inspirations. I, I'm trying to remember, how bad was Rupier King's writing? Or Rupier King. Rupier Guy's writing uh, when we were first introduced to him. His writing was actually pretty good. Uh, the problem is that he never finished. Like, he just worked and worked and worked on something without ever having a finished product to release. Okay. Yeah, I remember him as, like, the struggling... Like, was he a straight-up English teacher or something? Or just, like... He was <laughs> working in a call center selling uh, dietary supplements. Okay. <laughs> but he just had the heart of a writer in himself. Yeah. Yep. Joe Milkshake never was a talky guy. <sighs> yeah, I... Oh man, I love that episode so much. I I loved Finn and Jake in it. Listen, man, you didn't see nothing. <laughs> yeah, but it's weird. I don't remember. I remember that Ice King read the Fiona and Cake stories. I don't remember that he was widely published. Did someone make copies of his book? Wasn't he just handwriting these things? Yeah, that, I never got the impression that these guys were widely published. I guess at some point they made it out there. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he needed the money after he was no longer a king so uh maybe that's when that happened you'd think yeah i mean it's funny that simon's even working a job you'd hope that just he'd be taken care of a little bit you know i mean they took care of him as ice king right like between princess bubblegum and marceline and finn I, he should just have everything he needs so hopefully he's not working for money my assumption is he was just working that job as a hobby yeah, I get the feeling he has to do that. He does not like that job at all. Uh, like I said earlier, Fiona, uh, her job was likewise uh, on a bus saying things she doesn't care about to disinterested uh, visitors who are mostly there just to kill time. Like, her feelings on that bus are his feelings towards his job, as mm -hmm. far as I'm concerned. Exactly the same. Which makes me wonder if this is a long-term thing, or if he's been bouncing from job to job as well. The time scale is definitely, what, somewhere like six to eight years since the finale of Adventure Time. Finn has grown quite a bit, right? Like, he was last 17 at the finale of Adventure Time. Here, I don't know, I don't know what it is, but I, he just seems like mid or late 20s to me. Um... Probably a 30, maybe? Right, like getting close to there. So, <laughs> at least old enough for a tattoo, but... <laughs> but yeah, Jake didn't seem like on the absolute verge of death when we saw him, <laughs> you know, at the end of Adventure Time, so... I, I don't know, the rate of dog growth, though, is also hard to say, but it seems like Jake's been gone for, you know, more than just recently, too. So anyway, enough time's passed. I can't imagine Simon doing this job every day for the past 10 years. It seems like he would have 
I don't know. <laughs> it's hard to say what happened directly after the the finale, right? Like watching your <laughs> longtime girlfriend disappear as gold is hard to process. What about the the creature under the blanket, Chuskus? Okay, did you actually see or remember <laughs> this version of Chuskus happening in the? Apparently it happened in the Peppermint Butler special. Yes, it did. I I remembered, I remembered as soon as I saw it, I'm like, oh, that happened in the Wizard City episode. But I I had to remind myself, uh, oh, he does not die. He, in fact, becomes evil. (laughs) He's quite evil. Uh, He's so mean, but I guess he has reason to be mean since Simon is, you know, caging him and trying to use him. Which, I, I don't really know why Choose Goose is an important component of this circle. Do, am I forgetting something? Like, Choose Goose is just a guy at the end of the day, right? Like, he, he sells contraband. Well, he has consumed some pretty powerful magic back in Wizard City. Yeah, what, what exactly was the substance again? Like, that has completely left my memory. Ah, uh, that was the blood of Kokontepi. That he oh, drank, okay. I believe. Okay. The thing that was supposed to turn you into a vessel for Kokontepi or kill you in the process. Okay. Well, I guess that must have been some pretty dang powerful magic, but maybe still pretty far off from actually being able to summon Golb again. Poor, <laughs> you know, unfortunately for Simon. It was powerful enough to summon Cake. Yeah, I guess it's just magic gone wrong. Or right, in this case. <laughs> well, yeah, hopefully this is a path to something for him, right? I don't I don't understand why Betty disappeared as Gulb. Like, Simon's trying to get to her, but isn't she, like, now just an all-powerful being who can do whatever she wants? Yeah, that's the thing about all-powerful beings. You're only all-powerful as, as far as the lesser beings are concerned. Yeah, we don't... I mean, Gulb seems like one of the ultimate, ultimate powers in Adventure Time, right? Like... Whether you're the Lich or any of the ancient before-time monsters. Like, is Golb just equivalent to them? Or, uh, I thought he was basically, like, near God level. I don't, I don't know, you know. <laughs> I'm the wrong person to ask about late Adventure Time. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, unfortunately, maybe for you. <laughs> like, this is definitely leaning more into the late Adventure Time, like, Let's explore where this lore went, you know? <laughs> yeah, I have a I have a lot of catching up to do apparently. It well, you do actually because in the I don't I don't know if it's the very next episode, episode 3 or 4, which is as far as I've gone so far. It took me a week, but I realized and I'm not following the show on Reddit or anything, so any any discoveries I have are just my own and then I have to go verify them. But uh they reveal something that I was like, "Wait, did they show that one of the last Fiona and Cakes?" and I had to go back and yeah, in the there were like five Fiona and Cake episodes, and in the last one in season nine, at the very end of the episode, you know, they've been kind of hinting in a few of the Fiona and Cake episodes, like maybe Fiona and Cake are somehow real and not just a delusion of Ice King. And in the fifth and final episode, like in the last five seconds, Ice King goes to bed, and then a red laser beams thoughts of Fiona and Cake into his head, and then that's it. And that's the final word wow. on Fiona and Cake in Adventure Time. Okay, that is bananas and changes everything. Well, it does change everything, and it is directly explained in the next two episodes. So, but it doesn't, okay. like, they don't flash back to it or anything. 
You just might go, you just oh, have wait. to know. <laughs> Wasn't there a red laser in season nine, episode 12? Yes. Yes, there was. It's actually <laughs> not mechanically the same. It, it feels very much like most Adventure Time things where they just come up with an idea that they definitely have no idea what they're doing with it. And then later they come up with the answer. So like, it definitely to me doesn't feel like this was their intent in season nine, but sure, you know, uh, it, it works. Anyway, <laughs> so there's a whole lot of things like that. They had a nice callback to the first episode with uh, where first Fiona walks down the, the street, sees all the people who are having their happy uh, lives that she wants nothing to do with, even runs into the banana guard and the, the roller derby girls. Mm -hmm. And then Simon has the same walk meets the same people, or at least the banana guard and the roller derby fairies pass by. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, with a lovely Rebecca Sugar song behind it. Yes, that was the other thing I wanted to make sure we talked about. You know, we are, of course, people that have our origins in a Steven Universe podcast. How could we not love a Rebecca Sugar song? I mean, I just get, you know, chills every time. But this is a... This is a quintessential Rebecca Sugar song. And, you know, Rebecca Sugar is the person, as far as I know, who who put this story into motion. Like, at least the original Simon and Marcy episode, the concept for Simon himself might have been in some other team member for the Christmas special. But, like, the idea of, like, how sad it is, <laughs> like, was really emphasized in the Simon and Marcy episode. And, you know, the original song, like, I Remember You, that's a Rebecca Sugar creation, if I'm remembering my history correctly. So hearing her sing about, you know, the madness, the sadness, what is it, you know. I heard some radness in there at the end. <laughs> yeah, like, this is one of the most interesting themes of Adventure Time, because I don't even, it doesn't quite map to the real world for me on, like, what, you know, magic can be can mean so many things, right? And magic's relationship with madness in this, but also its relationship with like being able to be happy and function in the world is just so fascinating. And just that haunting line from Rebecca, aren't I so much better now? It's like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's so challenging. Because you're like, uh, you watch Adventure Time. At first, it's silly and fun. At first, you're like, haha, the Ice King. He's voiced by Tom Kenny. This is great. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, he's this sad guy that you know very little about at all. And then you learn more sad things in the song, I Remember You. <laughs> and, like, and so then the whole time you're rooting for him to get better, there's the episodes where he gets to get better happen very late in Adventure Time. And you just don't have a lot of time to think about what the consequence would be on this guy. So. I, oh my gosh, yeah, I'm so glad Rebecca Sugar's back. Uh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm like counting every time. I'm like, and the last time was Amphibia, and here we are in Fiona and Cake, and the next time I hear a song from Rebecca Sugar, I'd like to hear it in their own series. <laughs> in a, maybe a follow-up to Steven Universe, please. Keep writing songs, but also make sure you write another show. Thank you. <laughs> We could just do a Lars of the Stars series where every, every theme song or every every title song is its own ukulele song. Just bespoke made for that episode. Oh my gosh, don't even. Uh, yes, their talent is precious. So <laughs> I, I appreciate all the times that, uh, that she shows up, though, and gives us something good. <laughs>
I'm right there with you, how you felt about Simon the second time you watched this episode. Uh, there is a whole wide world for him to live in, and he just has to find his spot, you know? Well, and he has. He has friends who can help him find it. This whole aspect of, like, he likes researching ancient artifacts. Bro, ooh is like the most fascinating point in time of this planet. You have so much access to technology, but like also there's such a rich history of the world to explore. Like there's going to be still super ancient human artifacts. There could still be undiscovered dinosaur skeletons. Or maybe the dinosaur skeletons are alive and made of peppermint. Like anything could be true. So I I don't know. Someone needs to give this guy like a motorcycle or something. I don't know. Like just some basic... (laughs) thing of freedom that he can go and explore the world and i you know maybe no one can replace betty for him but bro come on you may be in a magical world and you may have been the ice king for lord knows how long a thousand years but um you know there's still basic paths forward you know we all lose loved ones we all uh well again we don't all suffer a thousand years as another person and as a <laughs> like Dirt beer guy literally like point out it was a disassociative disorder. He's like, you're getting some kind of fugue state. It's like, bro, <laughs> yeah, this is horrible. But um, but you still there's a path forward here, Simon. Simon on a motorcycle really speaks to me. For some reason, I'm thinking wanted dead or alive, except with an archaeologist instead of a cowboy. <laughs> I think it would fit him perfectly. Also, it's just such a 20th century thing. I don't know. Either that he, or he should just don the Indiana Jones hat and do that kind of thing, you know? Although, I guess he's really not an adventurer, so... Yeah, not yet, but I mean, how long did it take Finn to get in the position he is? You have to build up. You have to uh, apprentice under a, an experienced adventurer like Jake. Or at least somebody who's strong enough to protect you from your own mistakes, both yours and his. He's about to get some new best friends, so... I guess we'll find out how he is with his new best friends. <laughs> Spinel. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, guys, that's it for us on Simon Petrikov. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. And watch Summer Camp Island Season 6. It just kind of quietly released. Yes, please. It's out there. I don't. I don't think it's actually on the streaming services, though, but you can buy it somewhere (laughs) and maybe you can watch it on cable because that's how we that's how we find cartoons these days later everybody our opening and closing music is by mark soto for more cartoon related content please visit lunarceasefire.com